Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Inside the junk hole. Oh my goodness. Well, sometimes that is better. It just tastes so damn good. Stargirl. This man's got nards. Here, mommy. Here's Johnny. Thou art the one. What? Star Child. What the hell did we just watch? Welcome once again to another edition of the All American Spook Show podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with my good friend Will ho, 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 ho. and the Professor Smoke. Hello, everyone else. So, Will, uh, I guess before we get into today's uh, review, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Christmas Evil from 1980. Um, how was your uh, your vaca- your family vacation to uh, Disney World since you weren't you weren't here on the last episode? Not too bad. It was like 80 just about the entire time that we were there. Had the pleasure of wearing masks all day long. It was it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> really can't breathe very well. I passed out daily. <laughs> how, well, how, we, was we it actually, still not being pretty crowded though too? Uh, it was or? it was somewhat crowded, but I mean, uh, I think they're only at like 35% right now. Oh, okay. It wasn't it wasn't horrible. But at least it was uh still not as bad as it normally gets cuz I I went down there this yes. time of year. God, this was probably about ten years ago, man, and it was still just as crowded as like any other time of the year when we went. So, at least you know it wasn't as bad as it usually gets, you know, for you for you guys down there. Yeah. Well, and, one of the crazy things was uh, uh, the first night we were there, we decided to. Well, my wife doesn't really care too much for Star Wars, but you know we were in Hollywood Studios, so we were at, right there at the the whole Star Wars setup. I took her to the back of the park to go see the Millennium Falcon because that's where that's at. And like pretty much all day, like the line for the Millennium Falcon. So like I said, like the that ride is at the back of that section of the park. The line for it went all the way out of Hollywood or out of uh, Galaxy's Edge and like back towards like the AMC commissary. Like it was a crazy line all day. How do they handle the lines there you know with the covid stuff going on like do, do you have to oh, stand yeah. like apart or uh yeah it's six six foot apart yeah so that that makes it seem even longer really yeah you know because yeah. you have to space out so like i said like pretty much all day like that ride just had like one of the craziest lines i'd seen like it, it, it's like 15 minutes till closing uh we had just gotten some blue milk <laughs> uh <laughs> I wanted to show Aaron the Millennium Falcon because it's just like a spectacle, you know, just to be able to, you know, see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, we're seeing it, all right, we can go ahead and take off now. And we go to like walk out and I look over and there's literally nobody in line. So I'm like, wow. uh, yeah, I'm going to go do this real quick. Yeah. <laughs> 
And like my oldest daughter, you know, really wasn't too much into like doing the rides right then. Uh, I started going down the line and then my three-year-old wanted to go. And she was like by a centimeter tall enough to go. Mm-hmm. So she starts following me. And since there's nobody in line, like I took a wrong turn, like in, you know, like all the paths that you're supposed to go. So I had to backtrack a little bit. When I did, here comes my, my wife and my other daughter uh, walking up. So we're all walking up to the front, like never hit a line at any point, walk straight onto the ride. And the way that that ride is going right now, so like normally it's six people ride at a time. We hop in and and with COVID, they're only letting like whoever's in your group in into the little pot. Uh, it's four of us instead of six of us. So we don't have any engineers on that one. Since my youngest daughter is only three, she had to have an adult behind her. So that turned into me and my three-year-old piloting the ship. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and my seven-year-old being gunners. And I would say for about five seconds, my three-year-old was good. And then it went into uh, light speed. She drops her hands and goes, ah! <laughs> so here i am i <laughs> got my seatbelt on and like the way you pilot it is like the person on the left controls it going left and right and the person on the right controls it going up and down and i'm like leaned over in between both like doing doing both handles <laughs> uh like this thing's like doing like figure eights in the sky it's it's, <laughs> it's hilarious because like about every like 40 seconds like my my daughter will scream like she she doesn't seem like necessarily like terrified just you know kind of surprised by the the sight yeah and uh (laughs) she would do that every so often i'm pretty sure me and my wife were like crying the entire ride (laughs) well at least you were uh still able to uh you know salvage the whole thing you know like because it could have easily you know just the whole trip could have been scrapped because of uh everything that's going on and everything so i'm glad you were able to go and have a good time and it all worked out and everybody was safe. While you were gone, uh, Smoke and I did an episode on Better Watch Out. Now, uh, I know that, uh, well, I guess before we get into that, I'll go ahead and, you know, before we get your thoughts on the movie, because I know you, you, said, you said you sat down and watched it uh, sometime between uh, then and now, right? No, you're a bold-faced liar. Yeah, what? I thought, <laughs> but I thought you said you had watched it. No. Uh, but, but before we get into that, I'll go ahead and throw out the usual information uh, before we get into your thoughts on that and then get into Christmas Evil itself. Um, if you want to email us with any comments or, uh, you know, questions or anything, you can email us at allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at AA Spook Show. Of course, we're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You know, you can find us by searching All American Spook Show on there. We have a Public page where we sell, like, T-shirts and logoed merchandise um, and other uh, designs and stuff that we've come up with. You can find that over there. Um, we also have a Patreon, which we just recently launched here in the last couple months. That's at patreon.com slash aaspookshow. Um, you can go and uh, subscribe to that. And w- we've got a lot of bonus content and stuff coming your way um, if you subscribe to that. Like I said, I, I, you know, before we get into Christmas Evil itself, we'll, we'll backtrack just a tad and uh, we'll get into Better Watch Out. Will, what did you think about it? Like, you know, just basically just kind of give us your thoughts and any anything you wanted to point out about it. And then, you know, give us your star rating. Yeah, no, I mean, I was, I was definitely uh, surprised by this one. Like... I hadn't heard anything about it. Uh, sit down and watch it, and I 100% agree with y'all as far as like uh, the first like quarter to a third of it. It's just kind of like, all right, this is a uh, same old, same old. And then once it takes that turn, man, and then it, then it takes a little darker turn later on, man, it had me hooked. Yeah, and I, I had a blast watching this one. I was like, well, like we said during the show. I mean, I was basic. I was the, uh, uh, the same way. Like you know, you, 
that first 30, 40 minutes, you're like, all right, well, I've seen this before, you know, like we said. And then, <laughs> then once it takes that turn, it's like, oh, here we go. You kind of lean in a little bit more, you know. <laughs> this just got interesting. <laughs> Smoke, you gave it three stars, and so did I. So uh, based on that, Will, what do you, what do yes. you say? I think I'm probably going to go a little bit higher. I'm going to go three and a half. Uh, like I said, like I, I had no expectations going into this, and I think, honestly, this is one of those movies where it's probably better that you don't see any trailers, anything like that. You just go into it cold. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would definitely recommend that movie to anybody that hadn't seen it. Um, so yeah, like like we said, if you didn't listen to our last episode, uh, obviously we highly recommend it, all, all three of us, and uh, go go watch the movie, and then come back and uh, go find episode forty seven. Better watch out. Uh, highly recommend checking. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of getting harder and harder to find really great Christmas horror movies. I mean, they put out a lot, you know, from it seems like from year to year, but quality ones are kind of few and far between. But this definitely was a quality one. I would I would definitely say like. You know, with the one that we're about to do, like, that's absolutely like a Christmas movie. This one's, you know, similar to, like, say, some of the Thanksgiving movies that we've done where mm-hmm. it it's taking place around that time of year. It doesn't really have that much to do with it, though. No. no like, like I, I'm pretty sure we pointed out during the episode, like, it's, one, it's another one of those movies that, like, it didn't have to be Christmas. It could have just been random Friday night in July and the same situation would have played out. Yeah. Christmas just happened to be the backdrop, you know, but like this would have almost been a good, uh, Valentine's movie. Like, you know, just, you know, pick it up and put it in that time of year. Yeah. Yeah. It would have made just as much, if not more since then. Um, yeah. but this one that we're about to talk about Christmas evil, uh, this one, it, 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 uh, it grabs a hold of the, the concept of Christmas and, um, that's what it's all about. Um, there's no denying that this is a Christmas horror movie for sure. This isn't just the backdrop of Christmas. This is full-on Christmas horror movie here. So I guess, but you know, before we get into the background and then t- start talking about the movie itself, I'll go ahead and toss to the uh, to the trailer for Christmas Evil from 1980. <laughs> I told you he'd be happy that we remembered him. This Christmas, Santa's <laughs> going to make everyone happy. The grown-ups. And the kids. Christmas evil. The non-believers. <laughs> And the screamers. And this Christmas, you better believe in Santa, or he'll slay you. Merry Christmas, Frank. Christmas Evil, the night he dropped in. And there was the trailer for Christmas Evil. Now, th- this movie actually had another title, I guess, when it was released. And then at some point, I never really was able to track down the history or the lineage of why they changed the name of it. But the original title... Oh, oh, can, I, can I guess the name? Can I guess the name? Yeah, well, go ahead. Was it was it Christmas Balls Deep? No, no, no. Oh, that's a completely sorry. different movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure you can go rent that from a, a, a Pornhub or a Vivid Entertainment or something, because I'm sure that exists. What is that? Yeah, <laughs> you just go search it, kid. You'll, you'll find. 
Um, what is this thing you speak of? <laughs> yeah. What is this uh, pornography you speak of? Um, uh, all I know is it gets you on the naughty list. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> this dude, this dude Harry will not uh, will not be having it if uh, he finds out. <laughs> no, no, he won't. Yeah, he's got a good name. I mean, for God the, forbid uh... you want a free subscription to Penthouse or something. Yeah, <laughs> you want that lifetime subscription to Penthouse? You're screwed. Santa, Santa Harry's not coming coming down the old chimney with that one. Um, but the original title for this movie was called "You Better Watch Out." So, I, uh, ironically, you know, like I said, we the last movie we watched was "Better Watch Out," and Trust me, we didn't select this movie based on the fact that the original title was You Better Watch Out. It just kind of worked out that way. Uh, Smoke, I think it was you that pointed it out in the last episode that like, hey, wait a minute, you know, the original title of this was basically the same title as the one we just watched. So just kind of a happy accident, so to speak. But uh, this movie was released. Now, it didn't, from what I can tell, it didn't have a particular release date. Like it wasn't like November whatever, 1980. Uh, The only information I can find is that it just came out. In November of 1980, so I'm guessing this must have been like a drive-in, grindhouse type of deal, where like whatever place they could get to show it, here it is. I- I'm guessing, like I was never able to find much information on that. It was funny, like like as we were watching it. Uh, I mean, I watched it on Shutter. It seemed like it was kind of made for TV, as far as like the uh, the fade to blacks every so often through the movie. Yeah, true. Although that might be some weird <laughs> cut to it, you know. God knows what uh, version. You know, is which, yeah. you know, by this point, which, whichever one Shutter has on there. I do have some uh, some more information here in a minute about some different versions of stuff that were released. But I'm not sure what kind of box. Like, I, I saw no box office numbers on this. So I, I don't know exactly how this thing played. I mean, Smoke, you might know more about that. Maybe like maybe it was like a grindhouse, like I said, or a drive in type of movie. Well, I, I do know that it was originally written well before it came out in the 80s. It almost. I want to say almost uh, 10 years maybe before it came out, or seven or eight years anyway. But uh, it was a matter of getting together, I guess, the the budget that he needed to do it. So uh, it was, and that might be why some of it comes across as, it, some of it seems a little bit older. It seems like it's more of the 70s. I mean, of course, it would have been shot by in 79 or so, but it seems like it was even further back. More like a mid-70s type movie almost as far as the way it plays out. Yeah, the feel of it and, for sure. Uh, it definitely does. Yeah, And yeah, that was, he just had that idea and had written a lot of it, and actually, a lot of the those uh, Christmas props that you see in some of the scenes in his house or in his apartment's house or whatever, they were they actually collected those over the course of those years that he was getting financing and everything. It was a good six or seven years that he was getting together everything in order to actually go into production on the movie. But yeah, they just collected Christmas ornaments during that whole time, and that's what he they loaded his house with in that scene. That must be where they also well, got all those damn. Uh, light up Santas and sleighs or whatever that are toward the end where they line them yeah. up down the stream. Like, good lord! Yeah. That, that was, driveway was full. And yeah. It was like only two, right? It was like a snowman or three, maybe a snowman, a Santa, and a sleigh or something just like that. Just over and over. Yeah, just, <laughs> they must have uh, pulled them out of that toy factory where they filmed this. I, I don't know. They found a they found a treasure trove of those things wherever they got them from. They went to Target the year before the day after Christmas. Target. Yeah. yeah. This is the day, day after Christmas sales at Target in 1978. And then, <laughs> was Target even a fucking thing in 1978 is the question. Um, who knows? But anyway, first one, that turns out. Yeah, really? Hmm. Um, yeah, it's weird. It was also, the now going back to the title, like I said, the original title that you saw was You Better Watch Out. And then eventually, I guess it becomes Christmas Evil, but... Uh, another name of this is uh, Terror in Toyland, 
uh, that I saw, I guess either in other countries or maybe just another oh, yeah. name of it here in the U S I'm not very sure you know, region specific, whatever, but yeah, that was another name for this, uh, terror and Toyland. So either way, all three of these titles, pretty good, right? I mean, they all lean into the Christmas theme and, uh, they don't run away from it. Like some of these other movies that we've watched where they kind of like, you know, it seems like they get armor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just weird names for movies that, uh, well, thank God they changed the name of that one, right? That that made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> During filming, the working title was this of this movie was just Santa. Now, you know, that's not unusual in film. They're like, they'll have a working title while they're filming something. And then I guess once a studio or somebody or, you know, whoever gets a hold of it on the other end, like, no, nah, I don't like that name here. Let's call it this. Or, or maybe they're just trying to call it this as just a generic working name before they actually give it a real title when it's, when they have a finished product, you know, whatever the thought process is there yet yeah, was originally, or the working title was Santa. So, um, you might see it called any of these things is the point here. You know, <laughs> you might see Santa, I doubt you'd see Santa, but you might see it as terror and toy land. You better watch out or Christmas evil. Um, of course this movie was rated R. Um, the total runtime of this movie is one hour and 40 minutes. Now I think I saw a couple of like, one version I saw somewhere was a few minutes less than that. So, like I said, I'm not sure what's what's there and what's not. I guess we might be we might have to point out some differences because I'm not sure how what version we all uh, watched. I watched it on Shutter. Not sure which version that is compared to say the uh, the one that uh, either of you guys might have watched. So, I might I may or may not point out something that you guys may or may not have seen. So, if you if you uh, point something, you know, if you catch something that I didn't. You know, just yell out when we're talking about it later on, because not sure which version I watch versus y'all. Uh, I, I, I actually watch it on Shutter. Yeah, but after yeah. afterwards, you know, like, uh, sometimes I like to try to watch like uh, interviews and stuff. So I'll go on YouTube, and usually I'll just search the movie and kind of fumble around. Uh, this was actually on YouTube. The same same version as on Shutter. I don't know about the same version. Okay, I'd okay. already watched. Oh, you're the just movie, saying that the movie I, was on YouTube, is what you're saying? Okay. Yeah, there was a full movie of it on there. And like I said, you know, I do have some information on different versions, at least that were released to video and stuff. So God knows how many different cuts and um and everything that might be floating out there, or which version that we saw on Shutter or anything. You smoke. You said you watched it on Shutter as well. Yeah, I watched this one on Shutter. Actually, this is one that I've never. I mean, I watched it back in the day on VHS when I the first time I saw it, probably rented it on VHS. I remember the cover of it. Mm-hmm. But I, this is one I've never actually owned prior to this on tape or DVD or anything. So yeah. the Shutter version is besides the VHS version that I watched way back in the day, which I of course wouldn't be able to remember any differences then. Uh, and the original initial time, the second time I think I saw this movie was through Netflix when they had it. Uh, we used to have the DVD part of it where you know. Got it sent to us in the mail, watched it, oh, yeah, sent it yeah, back. Yeah. I don't remember who put that DVD out at the time. It was probably about three years ago, maybe. We Three or four years ago that we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember which company yeah, now, put like it out. I said, or if I've that got version some, was any different than the shutter. I've got some information on the different versions, which we'll go into in a minute, but that might explain some, maybe one of the versions that you saw. From what I can tell, there's various versions of this. and uh, I actually own it on DVD, but it's one of those, like, uh, you know how like you go to Walmart or you know your local big box store and they sell those... Uh, those 10 or 15 movie collection kind of sets, you know, like five ninety nine for 10 movies, one of those deals. And this movie is one of those sets that I have, you know, from God almighty, probably 15, 20 years ago. Um, it's on one of those sets. Now that that's not how I watch it this time. Like I said, I watched it on shutter. So I don't know if that version that Mm -hmm. I have on DVD is any different than what I just watched. I might get around to watching that one of these days, just out of uh, curiosity, but, um, yeah, (laughs) 
It could be one of the VHS copies. Or, hell, it might even be. You said you haven't watched it all yet since you bought that set. That DVD? Yeah, no, I did. But like that was, I'm telling you, 15 to 20 oh, okay. years ago. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So yeah, my my recollection of it is the quality wasn't all that great. So it probably was like a VHS. Yeah. You know, dub of it or something on one of the cheap ass sets. <laughs> yeah. But this podcast isn't sponsored by Shutter. But you know, if y'all want to kick in a few bucks, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shutter movies for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. Shutter uh, sponsor this podcast. So anyways, uh, so the, at least the version that is listed on IMDb, they 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 risk the t- the total runtime is one hour and forty minutes. It's listed as a horror slash thriller, obviously. And uh, also, I noted that this movie was one of the movies that was seized and confiscated in the UK during the video nasty panic. We've talked about that a number of times here on the show. Although it wasn't, from what I could tell, it wasn't prosecuted or anything. But apparently, this was one of the ones back in that back in that time period that uh, I guess they would have confiscated. <laughs> I can imagine living over there during the time. Son, do you have any of those nasty movies? <laughs> no, Dad. No. <laughs> you got any of those video nasties? And then, all right, Dad. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> You busted me, Dad. Here you go, and he's pulling out like penthouse and Playboy tapes and shit. No, I'm talking about Christmas Evil and Suspiria and whatever the hell you know was on this <laughs> random list. But I'm keeping this too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'll keep these just to make just to make sure we're all good under the law here. Of course. Um, yeah. Thank you. This for being definitely honest, was illegal. So. I'm confiscating this. For yeah. <laughs> Uh, this movie was, you know, not not that this show was about the video nasties or anything, but and we'll probably do an episode on those at some point in time too. We but, definitely should. And uh, they used to they released a lot of those movies uncut originally on VHS in the UK before the outrage happened. Then the outrage happened. They had to confiscate all those movies, and then there was like cuts made, and they were re-released by these companies. So all those tapes that were originally released uncut were worth, you know, people were paying all kinds of money for those back. Well, then. I can imagine <laughs> in the UK. Probably still to this day, those tapes are probably... Probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just the fact that they're old, not to mention, like you said, uncut versions, and um, some of these movies get, like, bastardized over the years. You know, they just get so butchered mm. up. Yeah, that was that was one of the uh, the trials of being a horror fan back in the 80s, of not knowing whether this... I mean, you know, your Hollywood movies, you know, are going to be R-rated, when they're going to be... The bits will be chopped out or whatever to make the R-rating, but these foreign movies, once you discover those directors and movies, you didn't know if they were going to be butchered versions to where... Very obviously, and not very good butchered versions either. Just like, here's where this this gore scene was going to happen is totally just ripped right out of it, and just jump yeah. cuts to the next scene. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of barely see something happen, and it just cuts to the next scene real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, not subtle at all. You know? Yeah, not yeah, good yeah. editing. No, no. They're... I mean, some of them, sometimes there would be, but a lot of times with those scenes, they would just chop it. Boom. Yeah, I'm sure they and were just, just slap... R-rating it before it got put in the theaters, and then they just wouldn't fix it for the video, even though the video market didn't really care about that. They just released that un- that that chopped up version too. Yeah, I'm sure whoever was making those edits weren't like ta- wasn't taking the time to do it right. I'm sure they were just like, all right, cut the bad shit out, like bop bop done next, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was filmed. This movie was filmed in late 1979 to early 1980, so it was actually filmed around Christmas time, you know, 1979 into 1980 uh, in parts of New Jersey, like you know, what I could tell, four or five different little towns in New Jersey. And the toy factory that you see, the Jolly Dream Toy Factory, it was actually a real toy factory that was in New Brunswick, New Jersey, that had some kind of connection to, like, one of the producers or something. Like, his mom or his dad or something owned that toy factory, and then they were able to use it. The budget for this movie was uh, around $850,000, from what I can tell. Now, like I said, I didn't see any kind of box office gross or anything like that. I'm sure... 
I'm sure a movie like this would have struggled just to make its money back. God knows. So th this goes into the different versions that I saw. Now, in December of 2000, Troma Video actually released a director's cut of material that wasn't seen in the theatrical release or the 1983 reissue release. So that's at least, from what I can tell, that's at least two different versions right there, right? So you'd have like the theatrical cut, then there would have been like a 1983 reissue cut that I'm assuming would have taken away or put some stuff back in that wasn't there in the theatrical cut. So Troma of all companies comes along, Troma Video, and then they released a director's cut of this in December of 2000 which I'm assuming that would have been DVD at that point. Now, the little note that I found on this was the director, Lewis, uh, uh, yeah, Lewis Jackson, I'm sorry. I lost my train of thought there. He later stated that this release that Troma did in December of 2000 was, quote, done under false pretenses. He said, I thought that Troma owned the rights, but of course, Troma never does what they say they're going to do. It turned out they'd bought the rights in a fire sale. There was literally a fire and the people who owned the rights were bankrupt. And Troma walked into the rubble and picked up whatever was lying around. <laughs> In true true Lloyd Kaufman style. Yeah, like, holy shit, here's, here's this movie, uh, you better watch out. Fuck it, let's release it. <laughs> Once again, I'm not sure if that's uh, yeah, one that's, of... that's trauma trauma tactics for you. Like, uh, what was the movie we were talking about where they, uh, they took the movie and released it? Wasn't that? And, well, they sent it to the MPAA to get rated, and the MPAA said, you got to chop this and that out. So they said, okay, well, we'll chop this and that out. And then when they released it, they put it back in right before they put it in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I, I want to say, say that might have been Blood Feast, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's what it was, where, like, that was a movie that existed. They bought it and then and then released it, you know, like that. But uh, maybe or may, that may or may not have been the one. But, like, yeah, I do remember that story. So, <laughs> yeah, like I, I said, not yeah. sure if this account of this, of Christmas Evil, is true, but... <laughs> Would that shock you, knowing <laughs> Troma's history? No. That wouldn't shock me at all. If this is, uh, and this is what Lewis Jackson says. So I guess there's, there's got to be some level of uh, truth to it. Six years later, in December of 2006, Snaps Films released a special edition DVD, which actually features an audio commentary from Lewis Jackson and cult filmmaker John Waters, who was quoted as saying that this movie christmas evil is the greatest christmas movie ever made now I'm, I'm guessing he says that on the commentary or or maybe it's just some random quote from john waters but uh yeah he apparently this he's a huge fan of this movie once again shouldn't surprise you, you know you just knowing the kind of quirky weirdness of john waters right but not that this is anything like his kind of movies but you could see where he would you know dig it so maybe that oh, that yeah. may or may but my point is uh, about as far as this release uh smoke this might have been the release that you saw this december 06 DVD Snaps Films release. Probably was that. One. May have been the DVD that you saw years ago. Because in the, the next one that I saw in December of 2014, Vinegar Syndrome released the first Blu-ray version of this. And, oh. it's, a, and it's actually like a, a Blu-ray like remaster from the 4K, a 4K remaster of from the master. And it's the director's cut widescreen and everything. So that's probably the best version you're going to see of this movie was the one that Vinegar Syndrome released, um, which would have been what basically right at six years ago uh, as, the recording, uh, as of the recording of this podcast. Not sure which version is on Shudder currently, you know, here in December of 2020. Not sure which one that was that we saw, but um, there's a little bit of uh, history there in some of the different versions and releases over the, over the last 40 years. So uh, interesting lineage, to say the least, for a movie like this. But, it, you know, it's one of those ones that was, you know, wasn't made by some big company or anything like that. So 
you know, the, the, the rights of these things just kind of float around and literally must have, uh, uh, been picked up in a, a, a fire by trauma and <laughs> who, who sent some dudes out <laughs> to search through the rubble to just pick some damn movies up. <laughs> and like we've noted, this movie was directed and written by Lewis Jackson. Now the, the dude only, from what I could tell, he only had like basically two other, two or three other things that he ever worked on a movie called the deviates. Yeah, and I think both of those movies aren't even released. <laughs> yeah, so sure those two other movies are like, you know, so not lost films necessarily, but not distributed. Yeah, so basically you got two movies that never really saw the light of day and then one that barely saw the light of day in Christmas Evil. The Deviates and this movie is called The Transformation, A Sandwich of Nightmares. Um, and, and I guess like uh, uh, Professor said, you know, these may or may not have ever seen, really seen the light of day. Not, not really much else. I think there was one or two other things that he might have like been a producer or writer on or something like that, but that's pretty much it. Like uh, this, this, this pretty much was the, the apex of his career. Cause I don't think he did really much of anything after this. So he just kind of went away. Best I can tell he's still alive. He just, I guess he just went on to other things. The movie stars Brandon Maggart as Harry Stadling. Now the, the one thing when I was looking through like his filmography, like the other random things he had done, I noticed a couple of interesting things. Number one, he was on about 30 episodes of Sesame Street. Back in like night for like nineteen sixty nine and nineteen seventy, which is even more disturbing knowing what he did in this movie, right? Like this dude was like a, a at least for a small period of time in the early days of Sesame Street was a was a mainstay, and then he goes on to do something like this. And he was also in a movie from the early eighties called World The World According to Garp. Now, the, one of the main reasons I point that out was because just a couple of episodes ago we did. Uh, Oh, fuck. I'm blanking on the, the Thanksgiving movie. Uh, Blood Rage. We just did Blood Rage. Blood Rage, yeah. And that stars Mark Soper, who was also in The World According to Garp. So, <laughs> apparently this is one of those movies we might need to get around to in some ironic way one of these <laughs> years. Because <laughs> we're, we're going to end up uh, one by one doing the entire cast, doing a movie that has the entire cast of The World According to Garp in it. It also stars Jeffrey DeMunn as Philip Stadling. Now, he, he's probably, arguably, like the biggest name, maybe not big name, but probably the the most successful person from this film, right, later on down the line. He's Harry's brother in the movie. Mm-hmm. He, he's been in a ton of movies. I mean, like, he's, he's one of those, like, Frank Darabont guys, so he's been in almost, like, everything Frank Darabont's ever done. So he was in The Mist. He was in The Green Mile, a movie we did back in episode 15, The Hitcher. He was in that, which if I recall, it was kind of a small role in The Hitcher. Like It wasn't like a major role, but that's kind of what the dude is, right? He's a character actor who's been in a ton of movies and TV shows. Smokey was in one of your favorites, the 1988 version of The Blob. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, that one's definitely, we'll get to that one at some point. I don't yeah. know. Did y'all say y'all seen that before or no? I uh, th- I think so, but it's just been a really long time, so I don't I, yeah. I don't have a huge recollection of it myself. Yeah, we'll have to put we'll have to put that on schedule that sometime down the road, maybe yeah, this year yeah. if we can, or next year, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, at some point. Yeah. Well, we're if we're gonna get it in this year, then we're probably already screwed since this is probably the last episode of 2020. So <laughs> I'm sorry, not Tw- this year. <laughs> 20, 2021 it <laughs> I is. Forgot how close to the end. Of the yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 2020 has felt like it's been about five years long. Oh yeah, ago. no doubt, dude. <laughs> Our uh, our first year seems like it was five years ago. The way this year has gone, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll have more on that on the uh, coming up here at the end. We're gonna tease what we're gonna be coming up to next. Um, this movie also stars Diane Holt as Jackie Stadling. Now this is the brother uh, Philip, his wife Jackie. Uh, I only mention her because she she didn't have a huge career either, but she was in a movie called. Magic, the Magic Garden of Stanley's Sweetheart, which I don't know if that sounds great or terrible, right? Um, <laughs> but that movie also had Brandon Maggard in it, you know, the lead actor in this, uh, Harry. So I thought that was kind of interesting that 
they had been in something together about nine or ten years previous to this already, so they clearly had some type of a working relationship there. Or it's just one of those coincidental I mean, that, things. Sorry, what? That, that was his brother's wife, right? Yeah, yeah. Philip, Philip, his uh, brother's wife, Jackie. Yeah, that, that she was in a movie with him. Yeah, so uh, there was uh, somebody famous that actually got turned down for that role, and that was Kathleen Turner. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. It seemed like Kathleen Turner already had somewhat of a career going by this, right? I mean, I don't remember the lineage of her career and everything, but like it seems like she would have already been a name by this point, but I guess not. And it's not like it's a huge role either, so it probably wouldn't have made much of a difference. But And I'm sure they saved the, uh, they might have saved some dough, too, if Kathleen Turner was any kind of name at the point, at that point, you know. <laughs> we we yeah. only got a 850 grand to spend. We can't spend it all on her, so uh, Diane Hull it is. <laughs> it also stars, uh, I'll name a few other names, although these are smaller roles, but, you know, they, they play slightly bigger parts and, and, and or are bigger names down the road, so I'll mention them. Joe Jamrog, which is an awesome fucking name, right? <laughs> Joe Jamrog as Frank Stoller. Now, he's kind of the, he's the dude in the movie that uh, gives Harry shit. Like, you know, he, he makes Harry uh, take his shift down at the toy factory or whatever. That guy, Frank. He was actually in, like, he was a character actor, you know, all the way up until the time that he died. He died in October of uh, 2017. But he was in movies like United 93, uh, that Robin Williams film, The Fisher King, number of other things. I mean, so he, he did go on to playing uh, small roles in a lot of films, you know, well past this, all the way up until his passing uh, just a few years ago. Um, this one was one, one I found very interesting. Uh, remember the kid in the movie? His name was, uh, Ma- I think his name was Moss Garcia. He was kind of like the little kid that that uh, was, uh, the Harry didn't like him. You know, he was the one that wanted the penthouse. He was the, the penthouse kid, right? Yeah, the penthouse kid. Yeah, <laughs> that kid. The kid, the, the lady that played his mom. Mm-hmm. Not sure if you recognize her face or not, but that was Patricia Richardson that played his mom. Now, she was the uh, the woman that played the wife, Jill, from that show that ran like all through the 90s, Home Improvement. Remember the Tim Allen oh, Home Improvement oh, show? Oh, yeah, yeah. His wife, Jill. <laughs> that was her. That's, yep. It's a very small. I didn't even didn't even realize recognize that. Yeah, I realize that. very small role, obviously very small. But she does get to smack a kid, so you know there was that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, I thought that was pretty interesting. And another one that I found interesting: Raymond J. Barry as Detective Gleason. Once again, very small part. Remember when they have like the Santa uh, lineup? Mm-hmm. The usual know? suspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's a bunch of Santas. <laughs> Yeah, the, one of the lead detectives that kind of has all the speaking roles during that part, that was Raymond J. Berry. Now, he's been, a once again, another big character actor all through the 80s and 90s, and up to today. He was in that, uh, uh, oh, God, what, what, the movie's called Falling Down, but I'm blanking on the dude's name that was the star of that movie. Can you, any of y'all help, either of y'all help me on that? Oh, Son of a bitch, <laughs> I can see, Michael Douglas. <laughs> three, three brain parts. Yeah, yeah, all at once. Can you smell it? Michael Douglas, that Michael <laughs> Douglas movie, following. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you you need to go check that movie out. That movie is fucking awesome. It's been a long time since I sat down and watched it, but I remember loving that movie when it came out. He was in that Jean Claude Van Damme movie, Sudden Death, and uh, of course everyone's favorite from like what, this is probably about ten or fifteen years ago now. Uh, that movie with John C. Riley called Walk Hard: The Legend of Dewey Cox. <laughs> that movie is hilarious. He plays. What? He plays what are y'all his, doing, man? <laughs> don't worry. We, we in here doing cocaine. You don't want none of this shit. <laughs> w- w- what's it like? Oh, it's euphoric, and it's the best thing you've ever done. Well, may- <laughs> maybe I do want some of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want any of this. No, I think I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically like a, what would you call that? Like kind of a, 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 a it's it's basically a spoof. My, yeah, spoof uh, that's the word. Uh, Johnny Cash. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a spoof of that Johnny Cash movie, uh, which I'm fucking Walk blanking. Walk the line. Walk the line. Good lord, jeez. <laughs> the brain farts are uh, are very heavy tonight. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a hilarious. Got movie. brain diarrhea. <laughs> but yeah, Raymond J. Berry plays uh, uh, John C. Riley, Dewey Dewey Cox. <laughs> he plays his dad in that movie, which is where I instantly <laughs> uh, noticed him from when I saw him. Like, wait a minute, that's that that's that dude that was in the uh, Walk Hard, and then I, I looked it up. Sure enough, you know, so. Uh, obviously that was 30 years later or so, but yeah, he's had a long, you know, character acting career. So those are just some, uh, some random ones that I was able to find that I thought was pretty interesting to point out. So was, uh, I guess before we get into the movie itself, was, was there anything else you guys wanted to point out or anything before we get to the back half here? One thing that, uh, that we have a knack for doing here is sort of, uh, recording these shows on anniversaries of certain movies. Maybe we didn't even by accident, you know? We've we've mentioned that before that oh yeah, this happened this movie happened to come out this day that we're recording this or that day or, or maybe the day after or the day before well today is apparently Brandon Maggard's birthday oh. it plays Harry the main actor <laughs> he's uh, eighty seven years old wow which is totally coincidental <laughs> yeah no I had no idea just, obviously so that's pretty yeah. cool I just so, realized that when I well when I was looking up information about him I'm like well that's weird <laughs> I doubt we have an eighty seven year old I, de- I doubt we'd, ha- we'd have an 87-year-old Brandon Maggart listening to this episode, but if you just so happen to listen to it, then happy belated birthday by the time this comes out. Uh, <laughs> you know, he may have a, a, a daughter uh, around oh, our yes. age that would listen. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he has, what, seven, cho- uh, seven children, I think it is, right? And one of them happens to be Fiona Apple. Yeah, that that was pretty crazy when uh, when y'all pointed that out earlier before we started recording the episode. Like, I had I had no idea... Sometimes you you miss those you miss those kind of things when you're looking up stuff on people, and you and you sometimes you uh, I don't really take a deep dive and maybe into their personal histories and stuff as much as I should you know when I'm looking this information up, and uh, that's one of those things that slid past me there that that's totally random that the uh, the killer Santa Claus from this movie is uh, the father of Fiona Apple who was I'm not sure if she, I mean I guess she still does things right like I I don't know how active she is anymore but she was a uh, pretty hot stuff on the scene back in the uh, 90s on like the alt-rock scene right yeah i would i would think so yeah yeah kind of like on the hills of like atlantis more said all that yeah yeah now the thing i was going to bring up was uh apparently lewis jackson came up with a general idea for this movie after uh smoking pot one night <laughs> surprise and surprise seeing <laughs> and seeing a vision of santa claus holding a knife <laughs> Man, I, I need some probably of that. that same vision he filmed of him right, in the, at the Christmas tree scene where he's in the house with a butcher knife. I'm kidding. <laughs> I need some of that good shit that Lewis Jackson was on back in 1970, whatever the fuck, because <laughs> he was on some good stuff. Especially if he is, he must have been on that when he uh, thought up the ending of the movie too. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that definitely for sure. They must have like he he must have had a dream about it, and then they filmed that the next day because. Uh, <laughs> Wow, we'll get into that. Yeah. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, too. And there's a hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's popping and it's ready to go. You know all the great food is still in the show. Get up out your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Like we, we we always say here on the show, like basically 
you go to audibletrial.com slash spookshow, you sign up, you get it for free for 30 days. They give you a, a, a credit. You can basically take that credit and go get any, pick out any book you want, any Audible book that they have on there. And uh, you could go ahead and cancel it after that if you wanted to. Um, you get to keep that book. So it's, 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 it, it works for us. It works for you. Everybody's happy. I just went on there randomly and typed in Christmas Horror like we did last episode just to see what it would pop up and uh, found a few more here. Uh, Dreaming of a Dark Christmas by <laughs> VR Cumming and a few other uh, writers. I guess it's like an anthology type book of short stories. Uh, it's only an hour and 15 minutes, but that sounds pretty cool. Um, the Last Christmas, a Repairman Jack novel. <laughs> so apparently there's, this is book 16 of the Repairman Jack series. I don't know what the hell, I don't know if that's a, a, a horror type of book or not, but it's by F. Paul Wilson, and that one's uh, 8 hours and 48 minutes long. Uh, and one more that sounded kind of interesting, uh, Jacob T. Marley by R. William Bennett, and that one's a little over 4 hours long, so uh, I'm assuming that has some... Uh, different take on the uh the story of Ebenezer Scrooge there called Jacob T Marley so and there are uh, but Marley's story because <laughs> isn't that the first ghost that visited him before you know you're going to be visited by three ghosts yeah yeah that was like Mar his, Marley yeah, was like his became, old his you know, old uh, partner or whatever that uh that uh, kind of basically haunted him to begin with so yeah that that could be pretty interesting yeah. i guess a little different take on yeah. that and there's there's literally dozens of other uh uh, uh, types of books on here. Just go go in there and, like I said, just type in Christmas horror and you'll see some stuff. You know, if any of that um, sounds uh, cool to you here at the Christmas season. So, um, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com/spookshow for your free audiobook. So, I guess uh, with all that out of the way, um, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the uh, the ins and outs of the movie itself, the blow by blow. So, the movie starts uh, on Christmas Eve, 1947. And you see, like, you see two kids and a mom sitting on the steps inside their house, and Santa comes down the chimney. The mom and the two kids, as it turns out, the kids are Harry and Philip. You know, that you learn later on, these are the kids. They're watching Santa, like, you know, put the gifts out and, like, uh, eating the snack. <laughs> like, I also found it was funny, like, usually, what do most people do? Like, they leave, like, a glass of milk and uh, play the cookies for Santa, right? They had, like, set up, like, a whole damn, like, wash hand-washing station for him, uh... A place where he could make a sandwich. Yeah, they, they were very perceptive, you know. That nobody, I don't really think about Santa coming down the chimney and getting chimney soot all over him. So I mean, they were yeah. pretty perceptive. <laughs> they put the dish out so they could wash the chimney soot off. Yeah. <laughs> very intricate setup, and and not cookies or anything either. It's like bread and like a mayonnaise spread <laughs> or some shit, you know. And so, like uh, he he can make like a whole smorgasbord here, like. Uh, but you kind of watch him go through this, and he sets some uh, some uh, some presents out, and then. Uh, the kids go up to bed or, you know, I guess the mom puts the kids to bed and then, uh, Harry gets back up after Philip like tells him there's no such thing as Santa Claus. And he goes back down to the steps and he sees, uh, Santa, which is clearly his dad. Right. Or at least I would hope so. Is uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, basically it's like they're not having sex. He's just kind of like feeling up his mom. Like mom is just kind of standing there with her leg out. And uh, dad's like down on the floor, like stroking her leg, like being all creepy about it and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sitting all around her crotch. I mean, I, I can understand why this kid grew up and became yeah. like an it, odd fella. It is definitely a disturbing scene, I will say. It, no question. But <laughs> he was just going for the Christmas cookie. <laughs> no, <I'm> <laughs> But, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to become a, a, you know, 
a butchering maniac because of this moment, but it's definitely disturbing for sure, you know, when you're six or seven years old. So he goes, Harry goes back upstairs and he runs like, it looks like to me, he goes up into the attic or something and he finds like a snow, a snow mm-hmm. globe and like bashes it on the floor. And then he picks up one of the pieces and like cuts himself on the handle with it. So like, it's like one of those, like, you know, I'm going to, uh, uh, I'm going to hurt myself. This is a fucked up moment kind of thing. <laughs> it's not like an accidental cut. Like he picks a piece of glass up and like cuts himself on the hand. And then this is when you see the title screens of, uh, like I said, in the version I saw, you see, you better watch out right here. You don't see Christmas evil. Once again, I need to go back and check out that DVD I have. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was wondering if, that, if what it, the title screen says on that one too. Like, or, yeah, you know. just to see if it has like a different title on it or whatever. Like that, that would be kind of interesting. Um, so now you're in present day and like Harry has, has grown up now and he, uh, he's clearly obsessed with Santa Claus. Like, you know, you see him wake up in his, his apartment or whatever. And he's got like cutouts of Santa everywhere. His pajamas are basically like Santa's suit. Um, he's got like dolls and shit sitting around the house. So he's instantly, he's, you can already tell this kid has grown up to be, or this man has grown up to be creepy as hell. And he's obsessed with Santa. He goes in there and like puts shaving cream on his face kind of makes like the Santa beard with the shaving cream. And then as he starts shaving, he cuts himself on the face and you can see like he's having flashbacks <laughs> of seeing his dad, Philip, his mom. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty fucked up. Right. Um, but clearly it just scarred the shit out of this dude um, to see this. Um, then you instantly cut to him. Like, you know, he's dressed and he's out for the day. He's up like on top of a building with binoculars, like spying on kids. So it's like, He's he's watching them do like the the good and bad that they do. He's just watching the kids do what they do, and then he like runs in and starts writing in the naughty and nice books. He's got like good boys and girls book, bad boys and girls book, and he's writing down the notes on all these people. And like as he's <laughs> as he's like looking at the different kids, that's when you see the one kid that turns out like I said his name is Mars Gar- Moss Moss Garcia. You see him like pulling out like he's sitting there reading Penthouse, and then he's like cutting the woman out. Uh, you know, to like hang up on his wall or whatever. And he's like, no, no, more Moss Garcia, bad, bad. And he goes and writes it down in his book. Uh, <laughs> the naughty book, naughty list. Yeah, yeah, the naughty list. Um, and he's got like these intricate books too, right? Like he didn't cheap out. Like he's got these enormous <laughs> volume. Like engraved, book. gold engraving. Yeah, like <laughs> these are like as official of a book you can have, right? You know, he's got these things writing shit down on these kids uh, in his neighborhood. Um, he act, so of course, you know, a person that's this obsessed with Santa and everything, he works at a fucking toy factory. Uh, it's called the Jolly Dream Toy Factory. And like we said, this was an actual, like, I, I'm not sure if the name, I don't think the name of the toy factory was actually called Jolly Dream. I guess they changed the name of it, but this was an actual like operating toy factory in the late seventies that they used for this. So he's working. And then this, this, this guy that works there is a guy named Frank basically makes kind of strong arms Harry into working his late shift for him. Because, yeah, me and my wife are going to go out of town for the weekend. We want to take off early. Do you mind covering my shift? And he's like, he doesn't want to do it, but he goes ahead and does it. And then as he's leaving, he stops by the bar. Or he looks in. Harry leaves. He looks into a bar. And then, he, of course, he sees Frank and, like, the other dudes that they work with. Like, man, I can't believe I got that sucker to work for me, you know. So, <laughs> now, the, the funny part about this. the odds of him walking by right there? <laughs> yeah, right at this moment that they're like, hey, can you believe this jackass? So his reaction to this is his run as fast as he can home, picks up like a little figurine and just chokes it. <laughs> he just like, uh, I think he's like even humming like a Christmas tune or something, right? Like, oh, Christmas tree, whatever the fuck he's humming. And then like, he's choking the uh, little figurine and then snaps it, you know. Then he goes back to his old homestead and he watches his brother and his sister-in-law through the window, his brother Philip. 
basically have sex with <laughs> on the uh, on the couch there. But it's almost like a replay kind but of. He, he's just got bad timing, you know. Is what <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got bad timing for coming. To... You can well, see uh, a couple things on this. Traumatizing, but like, like, like they're married, so so I feel like this one's okay, and he's not dressed up as Santa, so so they're fine. But <laughs> like the kids were in there with the dad at first, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the mom's like, "Y'all kids, get out of here." All right, let's get to it. Yeah. Like, doesn't <laughs> no, does yeah, does yeah, put the kids not even in bed? No, the door's still wide open. <laughs> oh, and they and they get deadly serious real quick too. It's like all jokey and stuff like. And then all of a sudden they're staring at each other like full passion, like. Mm. And Harry is. I'm give you the old one too. <laughs> and the three four while we're at it. And Harry is outside. Dad? <laughs> and Harry is outside watching this the entire time. Now, at first, I'm thinking like. Did he just go back to his old homestead and he's watching the people that live there do this, you know, creepily? No, it turns out it's his brother and sister-in-law that he's watching, which I don't know if that's any more or less creepy that Harry stood there, <laughs> uh, stood there and watched this happen. But yeah, clearly he's off his, he's off his meds and that's, that's the whole story of this movie, right? So the next day they're uh, watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And that's the other thing too. Like they don't shy away from using like footage in this movie of like it's clearly the Macy's parade that they're showing. And then a little bit later on, when it's like Christmas or, or getting close to Christmas or whatever, and the TV's on, that's clearly like the lighting of the Rockefeller Christmas tree. So like <laughs> these are all like huge events on the old NBC television calendar. You know that like it's just like they recorded on this shit and then just decided to slide it into the movie. Actually, uh, I, yeah, think, I think I think I read somewhere about... like he actually went there and recorded yeah, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean like both, like the Macy's Parade and the uh, Rockefeller thing or whatever? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they nailed the aesthetic because I don't know if they ever really come straight out and say this is New York until like a little bit later on in the movie, right? That you put it together. I think you kind of mm -hmm. put together the context clues where they're at. And then I think eventually somebody says something about like, you know, when the shit's kind of going down and they're like, well, that's a night in the, that's Christmas Eve in New York or whatever the hell. Welcome to your first Christmas or whatever yeah. in New York. <laughs> yeah. So eventually you put it together, but like that. They uh they do a good job of kind of you know uh kind of putting it in there to make you realize where you're at and what's going on and everything and the time of year and everything too you know being yeah. very specific about it. But Harry calls like why he's sitting there watching the Macy's parade and like Santa's about to come down the road. Harry calls Philip and tell, tells him that he's not coming over for Thanksgiving. So clearly like Philip is now kind of like what the hell what's wrong is everything all right you know he's, yeah everything's fine. And, uh, you know, he just kind of hangs up on him as he's, like, being obsessed watching Santa in the parade. Then he, after this is where he makes, Harry makes, like, a Santa suit. And then, like, he paints a sleigh on the side of the van. Uh, and then you see him, like, it's like this huge montage kind of thing. And he's memorizing the the naughty list and the good girl, you know, good boy and girl list and all that. So the naughty and nice list, he's memorizing it. So then, like, he goes and gets groceries and he's walking down the street. And this is where you get the, uh, the penthouse line of... <laughs> So they something like, what are you wishing for? And they're like, all these kids are like, I'm wishing for world peace. I wish for toys. And then this other kid's like, I want a lifetime membership to Penthouse. <laughs> <laughs> and then Harry, like, oh, that's that damn Moss Garcia again. You know, he's he's keeping a mind of it to, to mark it in the book. He goes, then like later that night, I'm assuming, Harry goes to uh, Moss's house. He just puts like the, he, he picks some mud up off the ground and like smears it all over his face. Then he puts like his muddy handprints in his face. It's like he kisses the wall or something, you know, on the outside of his house. 
Like, I guess it's uh, it's almost like he put his naughty mark on this kid's house or something. I guess it's kind of what it what it's supposed to be. <laughs> they never explain that part. No, he just kind of like weirdly does it, and then later on, whenever he's out doing his Santa yeah. thing, you see it on the it's still on the side of the house. But that's about it, right? There's no explanation. I'm assuming. He's yeah, just kinda, I, I don't really know. Go ahead. I'm assuming he's just kind of marking it as like, well, this is a naughty house or something. Like that's his mark that he's decided to do. Yeah. Is, um, I, mean, I saw it as kind of even though it was mud or or whatever that he had picked up there. I kind of saw it as like the cold, like like if, like his handprints, like if he had been delivering coal, which I assume is what was in the bag. <laughs> yeah, true. Because they something never came like that for the kid, you know, because he put. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, that doesn't really make much sense either. They I did. mean, it would look kind of like coal print, hand prints or whatever. But <laughs> Yeah, and they didn't really come back to any of that, right? Like, he, eventually he comes back and leaves something there, like with a little note. But you ne- yeah, they yeah. never come they, back yeah, to see what that is. I just assumed that coal is the old, you know, the old folklore goes. It? Could, it could be a bag of shit for all we know, the way he was acting. Like, you know, <laughs> he just crapped in a bag and left it on this kid's doorstep. <laughs> This is another little thing that happens right around this time that doesn't make, like, it seems like they make a big deal out of it, but don't follow up on it necessarily. Is it? It's a whole scene of him back at his house, like, making, like, these little tin soldiers or whatever out of metal. Like, he's, like, boiling down metal and, like, oh, yeah. pour, like pouring it in the cast and makes, like, this perfect little, like, soldier out of it. But, like, you think that maybe that comes back, right? Does it? Or did I just miss it? Like... Well, I, you know what? The only thing I can think of about that scene is a scene that we see later that we'll get to that involves a toy soldier used as a weapon to kill uh, You know what? Maybe basically. you're right. Maybe he, like, painted it I'm up and that's, that's the one he used. Was. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, really, did you have to go through this whole, like, him making a... a, a I know, to show that? Yeah, to show that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was that important to know that this thing was made out of silver. I mean, you would... It really wouldn't matter, I mean, well, I know he at was, that point. He, you know. he was making a big deal about the toys being made, like quality toys right he kept making a big deal yeah yeah yeah. so i guess maybe that's what it was but um, yeah yeah so after this he goes to the jolly dream toy factory company party and then there's like this tv playing like he's talking to some other people he clearly doesn't want to be there but he's just kind of going through the motions and there's a tv playing in the background that like i guess they want all the all the employees to kind of donate money to help donate toys to kids and he's kind of upset by this, you know, because they're not being very specific about how many toys they're going to give to the kids or whatever. You know, he, he's kind of aggravated by it. But the the, the commercial was fucked up, though. <laughs> they're like, yeah, please, please donate your money and we're going to donate these toys to a hospital for retarded children. It's like the Willow Reed yeah, the hospital for retarded children. Retarded children. God almighty, man. I know this is 1979, but geez. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that yeah, whole yeah, scene. 2020 that, that version of you. 2020 yeah. version of you is like slowly just creeping away from it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> well, look, 40. But, uh, that guy, that reporter on there was, did you notice how they, I don't know if you ever seen any of that old footage of Geraldo when he was doing that report on that. I'm pretty sure that school or that hospital or whatever that he did the report on was called Willowbrook or Willow something. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was the one where they, I guess they were abusing the patients there as far as like, you know, smacking them around, stealing from them, doing all this stuff. And he did some expose on that hospital. They, they modeled that reporter after Geraldo for some reason. Oh, <laughs> I, no I, scenes, I, you know, I could definitely believe it. I mean, the way he was kind of standing yeah. there, you know, and just the way he looked yeah. and everything. Yeah, I could see it. I don't know. I mean, why, back in the day, I mean, Corrado was like a big thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, but I, I'm guessing that was, was around definitely that time. Definitely that particular, that particular um, hospital video footage for some reason. Yeah. But in this one, it's a nice thing. You know, they're, they're trying to collect toys and things for the hospital. But in that commercial, or not commercial, but in that segment or that journalist story he did, 
they were, uh, you know, condemning the hospital for the atrocities they were committing on the patients, so, which is weird that they would like make that correlation for for whatever reason. <laughs> Ugh. This this blatantly <laughs> named hospital, <laughs> the hospital for retarded children. Uh, that is rough. We're um, not subtlety is one of our not one of our. Uh... No. Well, nineteen eight. <laughs> well, nineteen seventy nine to eighty here. Yeah, they're not very subtle. Yeah, yeah. Trust me, I know. I like like we've said before. I work in news. I'm a news uh, video editor. Um, I've had to look at some old archive video from like around this time period before, and uh, yeah. <laughs> Things were not very subtle back then. Like it was like you know somebody got killed, you'd see them like dragging the corpse out of the building, you know, in the video. Like the <laughs> news didn't give a shit back then for some reason. It's the Willowbrook State School. Is that what? Oh it's, yeah, that's okay. the thing. That's right. That's weird. Yeah. See, that's weird because it's Willow something in this movie too, right? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember. It was Willow. <laughs> Willow I do remember Willow something. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so after that, like after he's clearly aggravated by this, uh, you know, this whole situation, he he goes out of the party. And then he goes in like to his office and he takes out like these burlap sacks and then goes into the to the factory itself and just starts taking like sacks of toys. And uh, you know, he drives off with them. He goes home and I think he goes in like does he dig them up or does he bury them somewhere? I wasn't necessarily paying one hundred percent attention to exactly what he was doing there. Where did he go bury them somewhere? Like he had sacks of toys and then it was it was something like him going with a yeah. shovel and either burying something or digging it up. I can't remember exactly <laughs> yeah, what the hell he yeah. was doing there. I remember that scene, but I don't remember exactly what what the purpose of that. Scene yeah, was. And it, and I it, assumed I assumed that's what he was putting over uh, the guy that he choked out later. Well, anyway, I thought that's the bag that he put over his head. Oh, uh, over his head. Yeah. Well, either way, if they don't take take time to make everything perfectly clear, then we shouldn't spend much of our breath uh, trying to figure it out. <laughs> that's the approach we should take from here on. So, like, he goes back to him back at his house, and he glues the beard onto his face. Like, he, he like, places it on there and, like, starts tugging on it. And then he's just, like, got this maniacal laughter, like, <laughs> as he's trying to, like, it's me. It's really me. Like, I guess, like, he, he he's he's starting to, like, make the mental transition to, like, he, now he's actually Santa Claus, right? Then on the bottom of the screen, it says Christmas Eve. You actually see him, like, delivering toys to kids' houses and stuff, like, in his sleigh van. Uh, during this, there's a couple of different scenes. Like he goes to one kid's house, like goes in, drops off a bunch of presents and leaves. And then he goes to uh, that Moss Garcia kid's house, leaves like a, a bag. Oh, you know what? And Maybe that's what that bag was. I didn't think about it until you just mentioned it. Maybe he was just digging a bunch of, I don't know if it's supposed to be coal or whatever it was, but digging a bunch of dirt and just crap and throwing it in the bag that he was going to bring to Moss Garcia's house. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Possibly. Maybe that's what it was. Just his, his sack of shit that he's going to leave for, uh, the, for the bad kids. <laughs> um, maybe you're right. I don't know. But, uh, Either way, he leaves a bag there and then, like, leaves a little note on it. It's, like, for Moss or something, and it's got, like, this little boo-boo face on it, like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that he drew on there. Um, then he takes, a like, basically the rest of his toys and stuff, or, like, at least, like, a van full of the toys and stuff to, like, the uh, the kids' hospital. Uh, and there's this whole scene where, like, the you know, the, 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 the night guard won't let him in. Then they come out and they all, like, unload the toys and everything. So it's actually, like, hey, he did a pretty nice thing here. Uh, then right afterwards, he goes to a ch- outside of a church where they were having like Christmas, you know, like Christmas night mass or whatever. And then he stabs a dude in the eye and like, <laughs> and then hatchets <laughs> like three people to death <laughs> right outside the church. Completely <laughs> unprovoked. Candy cane hatchet. The, the handle was like a candy cane or something. I mean, yeah. it was the colors of a candy cane. I didn't see <laughs> that the. Accident. I didn't see the connection, and I didn't see like the, the fact that this was completely unprovoked. I guess the connection was like well, his boss and that guy 
that was that he got introduced to at the party. I guess maybe he heard that they were going to be there, so he just decides to go on a rampage because they're there. I guess I don't know what the yes, motivation so. and, was. And then they, they were like picking on him again right outside. I forget exactly what they said to him. They were saying something. Well, they, they were, didn't know it was him at first, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, well, I don't think the look I, at the Santa Claus over here. He's, uh, you know, they were. I forget what they were. They were taunting him about something. Not enough to, you know, <laughs> that would traumatize him enough to like stab the guy in the eye and hack him and death. Yeah, they're like they come out of church. Like you come out of Christmas mass, yeah. like going hard on some dude dressed like Santa. Like that makes no sense either. Like, hey, we just came out of church yeah. and f look at this fucking pansy dressed like Santa. This piece of shit. <laughs> Who does he think he is? And then he just stabs the motherfucker in the eye and then takes out the hatchet and kills three people. And, he's, and when he stabs him with that soldier, right, with the soldier, that, like we were talking about before, maybe it's that silver soldier he's making that he painted yeah, must that have has been, like yeah. a sword that's sticking straight out. Yeah. He just jabs that soldier's sword in the guy's <laughs> eye. In a pretty uh, gnarly see, little scene. Was that Will? Maybe I didn't see this just quite right, but when he stabbed the guy in the eye, it looked like something green came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it did. It was such a quick edit. But yeah, yeah there was definitely... Eyeball juice in that scene. Yeah, that was his naughtiness coming out, you see. <laughs> it's like the poison. Uh, <laughs> this fucking guy, Santa Claus out of here. Look, look at his van, huh? <laughs> You've upgraded your sleigh there, asshole. <laughs> guy. He's probably down at that retarded school. <laughs> yeah. He comes from that retarded school down the street. God almighty. So then he just... Ah, uh, New Yorkers. Yeah, New York, 1979. It's a lovely place. Right. He goes to... like So after this, he just goes to a part... Like, this wasn't the work party, right? Like, he just he just randomly comes across this place that's having a party where there's some kids in there, and they drag him in. Like, hey, it's Santa, you know? And then he goes in and just starts partying with him. Like, he starts he starts dancing with the kids and stuff. And uh, and it's like a whole well, five minute I, I think, scene. I, I think at the beginning of this though, like he thought that this was like the uh, second round of like uh, there at the church steps. So you see him like reach back behind his head, like he's about to grab that toy again, and then oh, oh yeah, wait yeah. a minute, yeah, yeah. Oh. buying in. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all being nice. So he starts dancing with them and everything, and then there's kids there, and it's a whole thing. And then at the end, he's like. Well, I must be going. It's a busy night, as you know. And kids, remember to listen to your parents, you know, respect your parents and listen to your teachers. And if you're good, I'll bring you a present. But if you're bad, I'll bring you, I'll bring something bad to your house. And then the whole I'll place. something horrible. Yeah. And then the whole place is like, whoa. And then he just starts laughing. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah. Boo. Then he goes. Slap. <laughs> thou art the one slap <laughs> then he leaves and goes to, goes to Frank's house now Frank is the guy that made him work the late shift you know he's just general being an ass to him um, he tries to go down the chimney but can't fit it's like this is weird too like they take a really long time to show this it's a it's like a five minute scene showing him trying to fit his ass down the chimney and then like realizes that ain't gonna work so he climbs back down. Then they, then they take another five minutes of him coming out of the chimney. Yeah, yeah. So you, well, that, that was, they just had to I, fill I some time. just a sign of the times of the way they make movies back then. Like, I swear to God, man, if they just, like, like picked up the pace as far as that stuff, dude, you're going to probably chop ten minutes off of this movie. Oh, easily. <laughs> maybe even maybe even 15 minutes out of this movie on, on shit like this. <laughs> but it's a kind of a long scene watching him trying to get down the chimney. doesn't work. Takes another minute of him getting out of the chimney because he couldn't fit. Climbs back down, goes down to like the basement or the backside of the house, 
and he's able to like basically easily open a window and crawl in. He leaves a bunch of toys like underneath the tree. And then he goes in there to uh, Frank's bedroom and uh, tries to like snuff him out with a pillow. That doesn't work. See, now this is a weird bedroom, right? Because they got a Christmas tree in their bedroom. Like who 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 does that, yeah. right? <laughs> He's just got like this yeah. <laughs> small Christmas tree right beside the bed. Um, the pillow thing didn't work. Meanwhile, the wife is like dead to the world. She's not waking up as her her husband's getting snuffed out with a pillow. Being smothered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like she's not even budging. <laughs> they got one of those good beds, you know, like you can like bounce around on the other yeah. side of the bed. The other person the bed. I don't think they had one of those really nice kind of it's beds a, in 1979. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had one of those sleep Memory number foam. The sleep number beds. Memory <laughs> <foam>. <laughs> Back in 1979. <laughs> but yeah, like she, five minutes five minutes before this scene, like they have the, the glass of wine on the other side and they're just jumping up and down yeah. on the other side. Is your husband being murdered very often in your bed? <laughs> Buy a sleep number bed and you won't feel a thing. Um You'll never even wake up. So this this Christmas tree that's right beside the bed, she he grabs a star off of it and then he just slices Frank's throat. And then he falls over on his wife, and that's when she wakes up. But she, but she doesn't like scream. She's like, <laughs> it's almost like it knocked the wind out of her or something. You know, <laughs> I get what they're trying to do, like the shock of the situation, but it's just poorly acted. Yeah, you know? <laughs> poor execution yeah. on her part. <laughs> so then he takes off. Yeah, like when, the, when when this goes on, I, I'm thinking it's like one of those scenes from like one of the other movies that we've seen, where like you clearly see somebody reacting and screaming, but you know they they choose to. Like let the music take over or something like that is what I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Instead, she's just kind of sitting there going humming, 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 humming. You know? <laughs> not, <laughs> not really like tr- like the true reaction is just weird. Poor chop sandwich. Hum the hum the hum the. Um. Then you see on the bottom of the screen Christmas Day, and you go to Philip and his wife Jackie at, at their house, and Philip is worried about Harry because he didn't he hasn't shown up for Christmas, and that's weird for Harry, right? He's not here on Christmas Day. Um. Then you see Harry wakes up and uh he's like asleep in the back of the van and he gets out and he's at the toy factory and then he goes in there and just like starts smashing toys and shit right <laughs> he like turns the conveyor belt on and all the toys are like falling off the conveyor belt and he's just standing there like i'm the king of the world like the, the whole scene is weird then you cut to the santa police line so what scene. Are those toys i don't know i don't remember what it said on the back but the little motorcycle toy you know that guy that they was like it kind of reminded me of like evil Knievel type you know yeah toy. i didn't i didn't something like something was on the back of it that said suicide something yeah I yeah like I, I didn't pause it, i didn't pause it and like look at it but it was something like that i'm like what well, that's kind of a weird name you know i just kind of <laughs> briefly called it. it was suicide something um yeah, suicide, yeah i saw that i couldn't make out the second word but, but they were like i was just cheap- assuming something like suicide rider or rider or something <laughs> i guess maybe he's just like you know fuck this toy factory they make cheap ass toys you know i guess is the whole point of this thing like you know fuck the world right he's in obviously he's you know fucking lost it anyway so who knows what his motivation is here but then you cut yeah, to the consider this my two-week notice yeah fuck y'all <laughs> fuck you jolly dream yeah, they, they enrolled him in the jelly of the month club or something was a bonus <laughs> well it's the gift that keeps on giving year-round clark <laughs> yeah. um oh yes yeah. <laughs> Uh, then, Wouldn't it be the hap hap happiest family on this side of the nut house? Just <laughs> Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. <laughs> um, so then that you get the uh, Santa police lineup scene. This whole thing is awesome. So like, I love the police investigation here. It's just like, all right, what what do we have to go on? Well, the dude was dressed like Santa. All right, bring in every Santa. You know, think about this for a second. Like, <laughs> wouldn't, like, you would imagine that, like, in, in this real-life scenario, 
whoever may have done this, you know, probably easily would have just changed their clothes by then, right? So you wouldn't just go and bring in every damn mall Santa just because <laughs> some dude dressed like Santa killed three people. Uh, also, wouldn't wouldn't the the distinct... yeah, it's kind of like the uh, Ben Tramer episode of uh, Halloween two, you know, the yeah. Ben Tramer guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like, wouldn't the dis- the more distinct calling card be the fact that they clearly saw the dude's van with the sleigh on the side of it? Like, wouldn't that be the thing you're looking for instead of like, well, let's bring in all the Santas? But they never mentioned like, Ooh. all right, be on- they never mentioned all right, be on the lookout for a white cargo van with a sleigh painted on the side of it. <laughs> They're never looking nope. for that. <laughs> no, the van never plays into it at all. Oh, it does. <laughs> it does eventually. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you would but as think, far as their investigation goes, not at all. Because <laughs> like I said earlier, at the church, they were giving him shit for the van. They were like, hey, look at this fucking guy with his van, right? So you would think like, well, in the police description of this man, like, well, he was dressed like Santa, but he had this weird-ass van with a sleigh painted on the side of it. You know, like, that would be the, the giveaway. But nope, they got to they gotta go bring in every drunk-ass Santa they can find for this pitiful lineup uh, so we can get, like, the jokey scene here, you know? <laughs> Uh, real, yeah. real fine police work at foot. Also, it's a. It's, Apparently, it's, also they shot that scene in some union hall or somewhere. I saw. <laughs> yeah. That that, that the, the suspect lineup thing was in. Well, that yeah, I, I can believe that. Like, yeah. But they just set up that thing. <laughs> it's also around this time too that I come to the personal conclusion that like they didn't really know how the hell they wanted to end this movie. Like, or maybe they knew how they, <laughs> or maybe they knew they how they wanted to end it. They just didn't know how to get there. So, like, at this point, it just feels like they're just starting to throw shit on the screen and just hope it sticks, you know? <laughs> just so they can get to this <laughs> glorious ending that they have planned out. Harry calls, right after the, the, the lineup scene, Harry calls Philip and basically sounds suicidal. You know, like, basically telling him, like, well, what's this all this line he keeps coming up with? Like, uh, uh, I haven't quite figured out how the notes are played, but now I've figured it out. Like, he keeps talking about these notes, these musical notes, that I guess, that he believes the world works on or something. Uh, you know, they didn't... I always thought that they needed Santa, but they don't They don't like Santa, you know, basically. And he's just... He's going off the deep end. He's about to kill himself. And he gets in his sleigh van. And the thing gets, like, stuck in ice, stuck in the snow. So he gets out and starts walking up the street. And then, now, this is the street that's, like, lined with all these damn, like, light-up plastic <laughs> ornamental things all the way down the street. Like, there's, like, a hundred of them. <laughs> it's kind of, like, pointing pointing the way to go up this hill or whatever. He goes up, and he sees a bunch of, like, or kids see him, and the kids come running, like, Santa, Santa. And then there's, like, a group of, like, five parents with him. And they're, like, they're, like, so obviously they know there's, like, a killer Santa on the loose. So they're instantly, like, oh, my God, you know, like, this must be the guy. And then the kids are basically like protecting him. Like the parents are like, no, no, this this dude, like kids step away. You don't know, you know? And they're like, "Uh, no, you can't hurt Santa. And then like one of the dads pulls a knife, (laughs) pops out a switchblade. (laughs) Like he's coming, he's going to kill this mofo right in front of his kids. The kids like surround him and protect him. Right. And then eventually the little girl grabs a hold of the knife and then drops it. And then uh, uh, Harry's able to grab the knife and kind of like fight the dude off and, one of the ladies like takes off her little brooch and like sticks him in the in, in the face with it, so it cuts him and he runs away. Then all of a sudden they're they're able to gather a lynch mob on the spot with with torches and everything. Like it's not just basically a, straight up Frankenstein. Yeah, Frankenstein it's not, villagers. <laughs> it's not it's not just like a group of concerned parents anymore. They got a motherfucking torch wielding lynch mob together in like five minutes. And they're chasing this dude through the streets. 
And hey, Johnny, call the police. Fuck that. <laughs> Give me a match. Fuck that. It's time for an old school New York lynch mob to go after this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes. Y'all you want back in the New York? <laughs> Gangs of New York. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all pull oh, out sorry, like this. Ain't come out yet, but it'll be good. They all pull out like <laughs> sticks with scissors stuck through it, and like all the crazy, like <laughs> all the crazy, like homemade weapons that they had, just boards with nails in it. But yeah, they're just they're chasing them around, literally like a fucking like you said Frankenstein or an Abbott and Costello movie or some shit with torches <laughs> running through the streets. He manages to get to his brother Philip's house, and then. <laughs> He goes in and like, I guess basically Philip's put, Philip has put two and two together. Like, oh my God, you're the Santa that's, you know, running around killing people. And he chokes his brother out. <laughs> He's like, you're not going to blame me for some shit I told you when I was six. And like chokes him out and he passes out. Philip drags his, drags Harry out to his van and just like, this is your out plan. Like, I don't understand what the hell was going on here, right? Like I could understand being aggravated and choking your brother out in this scenario. I, I might get it, right? But the part where he his reaction to it afterward, where he just he's like, oh fuck, he just kind of looks around, and his wife isn't doing anything, right? She's just standing there like, well, it's another day, you know, <laughs> Christmas. What do you do? He drags his brother out <laughs> and puts him in the van, and then just kind of stands there like, I mean, what what's the plan there? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I guess his plan was to get him in the van so his brother could take off. <laughs> <laughs> well. Harry, that's what happened. So yeah, basically, like <laughs> Harry wakes up and punches him, <laughs> and then he just drives away. And, and of course, uh, uh, by the way, that was an awesomely shot scene right there. I mean, awesome in the, in the fact, in the sense of that it made you laugh out loud. Oh yeah, when yeah. he wakes up and punches, you know, and then it shows his brother a close up of his brother in the van window, and you already know he's going to punch him because it shows him getting yeah, his fist yeah. ball. Well, cut to his brother, and bam, right out the that's, window. That's the thing, though, Smoke, is that I shouldn't have laughed this much at the last five minutes of a horror film, because I laughed my ass off at the last five minutes of this horror film. So he punches Philip, drops him, and then he drives away. But Philip, like, jumps back up and starts running after him. And then he drives straight to the damn lynch mob. Like, here we are with the torch-wielding lynch mob again. He drives at him, but he doesn't hit any of them. He flies off. I'm guessing it's like a bridge. Like he busts through a like a fence, right? I'm guessing it's like a fence on the side of a bridge. He busts through it as like uh, <laughs> Philip like trips and falls down a fucking hill full of <laughs> like during during the middle of this, right? Like he do he barely dodges the lynch mob, and then Philip runs behind him, trips and falls down this hill of like cardboard boxes covered in snow and cardboard shit. Boxes. Yeah, and then like he's so Philip is standing there right as. Harry drives off the side of this bridge and the fucking van, like all of a sudden it starts going <laughs> and it's floating away. And then, and, and he says like something like, uh, I exclaim as I drove out of sight or whatever the hell he says, right? Like whatever the Merry Christmas to all, isn't that what it was? And to all a good night. Yeah, I think that's what the, the last the line, the point. as he's, <laughs> as he's floating away and the fucking like ET sized moon is uh, transposed in the background. Like he's, like the van is flying to the moon and it just takes off fade to black credits. What the hell? And there was, there was some awesome shots there too of the van as it was busting through the fence and just goes that at that point. Okay. When it busts through the fence, you think, okay, well, this is it. He's committing suicide. He's going down. The, yeah. He's just, gonna go it down just the keep river. going and going. <laughs> but before it even gets to the moon, you know, it's just going, it's a long sideways <laughs> shot of the van just keeps going. Like, you know, like a, like a Lone Star's, Winnebago and Spaceballs or something. It's just going. <laughs> Wait, this isn't this isn't where the Dukes of Hazards came from. <laughs> it could be. It could be. 
Think about the way you just you just described the end of this movie. What the hell did we just watch? I yeah, I think I think I think this dude gets away and he turns into Uncle Jesse. And then then all of a sudden Waylon Jennings is coming on with the narration. Oh, them Duke boys. Yeah, he goes on to start running shine in the Kentucky Hazard County or wherever the hell. That's where that's where this was all leading to. I might as well fuck it. Who cares, right? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I, I'm thinking the premise of this movie is like, all right, well, we got this guy who's like mentally scarred uh, from you know the whole Santa thing with his parents. So he 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 gets obsessed with Santa, and then he basically wants to become Santa. And clearly, he's flipped his fucking lid, and he starts killing people. That's our movie. Well, how are we gonna end it? Well, this motherfucker's gonna fly off into space. But how are we going to get... How the fuck should I know? I was on pot. Yeah. Well, how are we going to get there? I don't fucking know, man, but we're going to make it happen. <laughs> no wonder it took so long to make this movie. Yeah. That $850,000 budget was, was spent on the toy... I guess on the toy factory, his Santa suit, and that scene. And a shit ton of weed. <laughs> New York's finest. <laughs> All that right, was so, the name of it, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> they stole it from that same lab in that Dave Chappelle movie uh, <laughs> where, they, where they have to go get the pot and it's all the best weed ever constructed. <laughs> so anyways, there we go. Christmas Evil. You better watch out, you know, whatever it's called. Uh, there we go. So as we usually do, our star rating. Will, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give this one a two and a half. Uh, like... <laughs> It's 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 entertaining to watch, and you know I think everybody should watch it. But uh, God Almighty, man! Like 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 we said before, did you chop out about ten or fifteen minutes just in them like leaving the shot up way too long? Professor, what do you say? Uh, it's <laughs> this one's uh, up there. It's probably number I don't know. There's a there's a shit ton of uh, Christmas horror movies out there. It's probably up there in my top five though. Still, and this is one of them. Uh, this is one of the top five, more than likely. Yeah. I mean, well, I no, I just mean this. Is, you, said, you said a shitload of Christmas movies. This is one of them. <laughs> yeah, there's a shitload of Christmas horror. But yeah, this is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do enjoy it like a bit. I, I, I see where uh, I can see John Waters' praise for it. I can see why he would like it and why he's. Uh, I mean, this is. It's a. Uh, it's not your typical. Christmas horror movie, or even your typical Christmas slasher movie, and I know a lot of people were disappointed when they first saw this in theaters because it was kind of, it was coming off like a Christmas slasher, but it's not a slasher at all, really. I mean, within a couple of scenes, you might be able to call it that or whatever, <laughs> but it's more of a traumatized kid becomes killer Santa Claus, but you know his killing spree is not very, it's not prolonged necessarily enough for it, I guess, to be a slasher film. We'd have to wait a little bit longer till we got Silent Night, Deadly Night for that to happen. So. <laughs> So it did disappoint the people. Uh, when I first saw it, I, I liked it better, I guess, the second time around that I saw it. I mean, not that I disliked it the first time, but on the second watch, I enjoyed it more. And this third watch was even, I guess, more enjoyable of it. Just like, you already seen the ending of it. You know, like, the what the fuck ending. <laughs> Wasn't going to surprise me again. But it's still uh, uh, just as absurd as it was the first time I watched it. You know, pretty surreal, that ending. But uh, I give it three and a half. I mean, I, look, I myself, I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, like that 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 ending, like it almost gained a half a star for me right there. Like, <laughs> I, I was re- I'll go ahead and say I, I, I'm going to give it a two and a half, just like Will did. I was ready to give it a two until that ending. I'm like, oh fuck, I forgot about this. <laughs> two and a half. 
<laughs> like you said, Smoke, I could definitely see where uh, John Waters likes this. Um, although it's not as as uh, Waters esque as say like uh, Sleepaway Camp. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Just just thinking yeah. of movies that we've watched, right? There were certain parts of this movie that kind of reminded me of a movie that came out basically right around the same time in uh, Maniac. Certain aspects yeah, of I was it, a, right? I was waiting for that too to, to mention that to y'all as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of in what in some ways reminds me of that, but obviously they don't they don't take it that far. But you know. Um, yeah, it doesn't go that extreme, but yeah, yeah. The, the whole the pathos of his character, you know, being traumatized by his mother, as, as, you know, mm-hmm. and then turning in that that event turning him into what he became. And, yeah, 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 very much. And hell, you could go back to like Taxi Driver too, for that matter. I mean, Maniac's yeah. kind of somewhat inspired by Taxi Driver. It has that vibe of you know, not definitely not nearly as well made as that, but but uh, has that vibe, and it's yeah, shot and, in New York as well. As, and since like this was made, and since this was made pretty much the same time as Maniac. Um, you can't really say mm-hmm. one ripped ripped the other or was influenced by the yeah. other. I wouldn't imagine. You know, it's, like I said, just because, right? Um, of yeah. the, uh, how close they were, but yeah, I could see it. Like you know, as I'm sitting there watching it. But um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. it, it it's it's like I said, I shouldn't be laughing that much at the end of a movie, but that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if for <laughs> if for nothing else than that, like this was worth watching. You know, for the full hour forty or whatever it was for this movie. So 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 what what what's your thoughts on the end of this movie? How how are you planning to uh, close it off? I'm just gonna have him drive off the end. All right, here, take another <laughs> hit off of this. Just listen to me, man. Yeah. Just let it keep on going. You, <laughs> you said you said drive off. I mean drive up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so there's, there's been arguments on online about the ending of this movie. <laughs> there's been actual arguments going breaking out as far as uh, people saying, yeah, you know, he, that he this really happened. He he drove off. He he wanted to be Santa Claus so much that he became Santa Claus, drove <laughs> off into the moon, and the ma- and then of course the other the, the magic the other of Christmas took over, saying that he committed suicide. So so, so there's a debate that like <laughs> this dude achieved the magic of Christmas and actually floated away. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <Yes>. Or <laughs> or it was all in his mind as he was going over the side before he crashed in an explosion of you know whatever. And there's people that say that you hear the explosion, you know, you like like yeah, it shows him going off but you hear this crash bang type sound and then there's other people say no that crash bang sound is his brother falling into the cardboard boxes. So <laughs> so there really is a debate going on about this. It's his brother like tripping and like rolling down a fucking hill. These boxes yeah. over there for no reason. I mean, I, that's what I think the sound is. But I do. I mean, if I were to personally break that down, I would say no. I would. There's nothing in this movie to show that it's any sort of supernatural going on. To me, it would be like, yeah, he thought he was Santa Claus, but in reality, he's going over the side of this thing and falls to his death in the van. <laughs> I think that's more realistic. He's going over the side of this thing. He's going over the side of this thing, hitting his horn and going. Look, I'm not. I'm not about to go back and watch the end of this movie like the Zapruder film to find out whether this dude, <laughs> like, actually died or not. I'm just going to assume that like you saw like an acid trip play out in front of your eyes and then just uh, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, look, I we give it two and a half. Me and Will, three and a half from Smoke. We obviously recommend it. Those last few minutes are worth like you know, kind of going through the the slow part. It's not a bad movie, it really isn't. It's not a bad movie. It's just a slow movie in a lot of parts. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like if it would have just like like I said, man, if you could go through and like chop out like that 10, 15 minutes of just dead space. Yeah, and this oh is, yeah, this, this thing would this thing would hit. And the TRT, you know, like this is a little longer than your average movie of that time, right? Especially like these types of movies, like 
what most of the, most of those back then are probably like somewhere between 115 and 130 right around this time this this era yeah yeah so this one's already about a good 10 15 minutes longer than your average movie of this type back then so yeah you can see where it would come from like yeah you need to go back and cut some of this shit out of here you know just kind of slow but um it like i said before yeah, i do kind of I, I do get it i mean it's supposed to put you in this kind of like uneasy feel and it absolutely does that it's just it goes on way too long yeah yeah um so that being said uh, it was it was definitely shot well though too and uh, I mean, we didn't mention this guy in the credits i don't think but it was the cinematographer was ricardo ivana or either ivanovic or ivanovic mm-hmm. and that's probably where some of the money <laughs> some of the money that just went was to that cinematographer as far as he wasn't a commercial you know he wasn't known really as a commercial cinematographer he more as an art film he was from argentina and shot some films over there i guess and in france and whatnot and and somebody that the, I guess the director admired, and somebody who is admired outside of, but not necessarily commercially. But it was, it did look good, you know, the scene. Oh yeah, I mean the 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 little bit of gore you do see in this movie, and there's not a lot of it in it, obviously. You know, I, I think yeah. that that little bit that you see aside, yeah, like the movie looks good. It's shot well, and the the, mm. the the feel of it. I mean, it looks great, you know, for a movie of that time period. But they just put a little bit more effort into trimming this back a little bit and making that ending make a little bit more sense than the. Maybe yeah, we'd yeah. all like it even more, but um, that being said, uh, although you couldn't you couldn't change it up too much, I don't remember what the original ending was supposed to be, but I think there was a different ending that they did not shoot but wrote a different ending for it that was something a bit more over the top as far not as over the top as this scene is absurd or whatever, but just over the top when involving helicopters and something else I believe uh, that that they didn't have the money to shoot. Thankfully, they didn't do that, and they went with this ending because it's just ridiculous. And, <laughs> it seems almost like... Awesomely ridiculous. It seems almost like what you're saying. It's like when we watched 28 Days Later, how they had like three or four different versions. Like, well, here's the sad version. Here's the happy version. Here's the, you know... And maybe yeah. we just saw the... Yeah. Uh, they just smoked a lot of dope and watched Smurfs version, you know. <laughs> That's how they decided to end it. But like, uh, there, there must, there has hey, to be like a Fraggle Rock version. Yeah, there must have, there has to be like a more dire uh, ending version somewhere, right? Like, uh, which would be interesting to yeah. to see or hear about one of these days. But uh, so that all, all being said, Will, what's the uh, what's the kill count that you came up with for this? Uh, on this one, uh, I got a total of four. Uh, we had uh, Charles, which is the guy that got stabbed in the eye with the toy soldier. Binky, who got hit in the head with an axe. Peter got axed as well. And then uh, Frank, who got his throat slit with the Christmas sword. So we, that that naturally goes right into uh, Smoke, your gore score. So what do you have for this one? Uh, gore score on this one, I'd probably give it, I'd give it a six. And that's mainly because overall it's not like prolonged deaths. You know, it's not like a bunch of people getting slashed up and everything. But uh, the ones that are in there are pretty gruesome. Like we mentioned, the eyeball poking, and the, and then immediately after that, in that same scene, hacking them up with the axe and stuff. And you see some after effects of it hitting them in the head and whatnot. And that, that was pretty graphic. Yeah, I mean, and, then, and, uh, and the end like, of this, you really only have that one scene, right? Yeah, there's the, 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 the thing with Frank, you know, where he kills him with the star or whatever, but there's really only that one scene. Yeah. You know, of true gruesomeness. Yeah, the, yeah, the throat slash scene wasn't really too graphic, right? I mean, because they, again, probably didn't have. I don't know who the effects guy was or whatever, but they probably didn't have the effects to do like a Savini style, you know, straight up slash where you see the knife go through the throat and the blood spew and all that stuff. They probably would have if they could have done that, but you could tell it was just a real quick lashes out, hits him in the throat, you assume, and then he falls back and his throat's cut open right there. 
So yeah, that one scene wasn't too gory. It was a little bit slight. And then the wife humming a humming a humming. Yeah. So what you uh, what you say a six? Well, I don't know. I, I don't. You know, it might I might back it down to five. Really. You know, because I mean, it's like I said, those are the only two scenes that that involve any real blood that I can think of. Yeah, I mean, and other, one of them really gruesome, the, and the other one is, eh, you know, so so so. The only but I think other five that, would be enough. You couldn't go below five, I think, for that one for the eyeball poking hat and slashing. Yeah, hack yeah. With the, I mean, the only know. other things that come to mind are like at the beginning when the kid like cuts himself on the hand with the snow globe, yeah, right? With, and with then the, uh, yeah. what? Maybe him getting stabbed in the cheek with the brooch by the old lady <laughs> right yeah. before the, the 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 lynch mob comes after him. So yeah, like. There's not much, man. Yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's yeah. I'd probably back down to five then instead. <laughs> All right, so what about what about his brother-in-law's wife getting pokes? Poke, <laughs> poke with what? Yeah, I don't remember <laughs> it with uh, something like that. Yeah, well, I don't recall, but we'll leave it there. All right, so that 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 leads us to what we're gonna do next here on the Spook Show. Uh, we're not gonna talk about next episode. We're not gonna talk about a particular movie. Since we're coming, you know, th- we've celebrated the holiday season the last couple of weeks. Well, really the last three shows um, with the uh, uh, Blood Rage, you know, for the Thanksgiving. So we're kind of through the holidays now. But now as we finally are done with this shitty year, 2020, and we enter 2021, which has got to be better, right? It's got to be. We're going to take one last look back at the year of 2020. You know, we'll just talk about how the year was. And we'll, and we'll just talk about, like... Uh, you know, what horror movies we watched that we liked, you know, not necessarily ones that we've done here on the show, but just movies that were released in 2020 and just movies in general, TV, you know, just we'll kind of recap the year. That way we can kind of, you know, clean the slate and and move into 2021 with a, a, you know, a fresh new perspective on things. You know, I think that's what everybody's hoping to do here at the new year. So come back for episode 49, which will be 2020 sucked the year in review. So <laughs> Um, and then, and then after that, you know, we'll, we'll be hitting a, a big milestone episode, episode 50, and we'll, we'll have some things planned from, from there forward, you know, of our normal rotation of movies. But we just figured we'd take one episode to just kind of just discuss the the year that this was. So, um, join us for that on the next episode. So you guys got anything to add here for uh, Christmas Eve before we, uh, we stuff it back up the chimney and send it on its way? Well, I just had to piss like a racehorse cause I drank so much beer during this podcast, but you didn't need to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I you think, didn't hear it cause I muted my mic. Thankfully, yeah. but... <laughs> Thanks technology. Well, I, th- I think that's a proper way to close this fucker up. So, <laughs> Um, the only other, the only other proper way would be if we had a van to drive off a cliff somewhere right up into the moon. Yeah, and no. of course, you know when you hey, drive hey, a smoke. Yep, yep. Hey man, piss off. <laughs> Boom, piss up a rope. And of course, if you're in a van and you drive it off a bridge, you know you're going to die. Don't don't think that this is going to like you're going to magically float away to heaven or whatever the hell, or you're going to go to the North Pole because of uh, this movie is a bad example of what's going to happen if you <laughs> if you take a van <laughs> off a bridge. Trust me, kids, don't do it. All right, so there we go. Uh, so we want to wish everyone happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, happy Kwanzaa, all the different holidays that everyone is celebrating all around the world here this week. Happy New Year, I guess, because probably the next episode that comes out will be like right after yep. New Year. So uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's. I'm Josh for Will and the Professor Smoke. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we will see you in 2021. Happy Festivus. Ho, ho, ho. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all, and to all a good night.
Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.